0: Welcome to Lovers One and All, to the annual Diorama Holiday Special, that timeless classic of cold nights and overly moralistic ghosts. And even though you can't see it, everything's in stop motion. Though it's the end of the year and the end of the series, fret not! The diorama will return with a brand new series of story boxes in the far-off future February of 2021. Because we're all time travelers now. So disrobe, fellow travelers, dip your frosty nethers in a big bath of nog, and enjoy this Yuletide's diorama, Smileyfang's Night. In the dead of the year, when you're tucked in so tight, falls the night of a day known as Smileyfang's Night. It was named after a man who don't give no dang and was called by his mother, Freeburg Smileyfang. He hated this night and what it had become, and those who celebrated it were lousy bug hums. He remembered this night, and for it does grieve, when it was called by its true name, Christmas Eve when children would gather to dream of morning glories while gorging on cookies and telling ghost stories. Smiley Fang never imagined, when young and so bold, he'd become himself a ghost story and also get old. For you see, Freeburg Smiley Fang was rich beyond dreaming, but he did not get that way from exploitation or scheming he set to work thinking himself up a plan to get rich by helping out his fellow man. What does a fellow man seem to need? Not a gun, not a party, but four walls and a deed. Everyone needs a place to make them feel safe and to know they won't die if they run out of cash. So Smiley Fang set to work and designed up a street where all sorts of citizens could live and could meet. Little houses, mansions, apartments, and stores, all on a street like mine and like yours. All sorts of people living and working, cooperating instead of shirking. One only paid what one could afford, and everyone was guaranteed fair room and board, a livelier place you never could meet, and they say that they called it Smiley Fang Street. Now back to business. Throughout the years, as business did grow, Smiley Fang built street after street and row after row. He built till he burst as quick as they came. He built fortunes and fortunes and, oh, quite the name. He built such a name that he gained the attention of figures and beings we'd rather not mention. Creatures vile and spectral and gruesome and grim. For the sake of our story, we'll call them The Whim. The whim of the world, that savage society that latched on to a body possessed of notoriety, they make a demand until it's met do not cease, or else hound a body until it's deceased. One other thing to mention regarding the whim. They have no sense of proportion and no common sense. They are sanity-free, silly, and often quite dense. They are invasive and persistent, insistent as a noose, and they worship a thing called... The Greater Goose. Didn't see that coming, did you? The Greater Goose is nothing short of absurd and really is not worth the writing of words. But to sum it all up so we can vamoose, they think all the world's problems can be solved with a goose. A fine fat goose for old Christmas dinner will make of the losers certifiable winners. That's it. They have no other plans to help out the poor, just a goose on the table, nothing else, nothing more. And who do they think should provide this goose dish? Why, the wealthy, the Havits, the grotesquely rich. Whims don't understand money or systemic inequality. And after his fortunes from Smiley Fang's streets, the whims figured old Freeburg should provide the meats, the meats being the goose. So they worked up a plan, stupid, foolhardy, to kidnap their mark at the Smiley Fang Street Company Holiday Party. I just want to say on this most festive of nights that it's because of you that this tree has lights. You've toiled and labored yourselves to the bone, also that people could have a home. A glass I raise to this fine company. Eat, drink, and canoodle. You've earned it, you see. Day after tomorrow, the good work resumes, but tonight is for tonight. Go get a room. They drank to their boss, to themselves, to the year, so they didn't see Smiley Fang slip out of there. He snuck off to his office to go over some papers. This man, never idle, did not see the stranger. A hulk of a whim sat in Smiley Fang's chair, to which Smiley Fang replied, How did you get in here? the whim it arose and floated over the desk it bellowed a go where i want where i go to i get fair enough i am a whim and i am what's happening you are a rich man and this is a kidnapping smiley fang was confused befuddled skylarked but before he could act everything went Groggy and mush-mouthed, slowly he came to his sense, vision unfocused. Brain in suspense, he had no idea of where he'd been taken, but he knew that he had been both stirred and shaken. His hands were tied behind him by ropes that did grind him. He had suspicion of who twas that did bind him. Despite the head poundings, he took in his surroundings and through smell looking candle knew he could handle the fact that he was in an old slaughterhouse. Then lights they did dazzle and bells they did razzle on a coniferous wonder bedecked in tinsel and tassel that would make a great shame of old tannin balm. Then the whim made his impressive entry and floated down from the top of this fifty-foot tree... Up to Smiley Fang, he sauntered this madman, this haunted, and made a proposal that made all the sense of arguing with a garbage disposal. You have wasted your life, sir, on fortunes and riches, when most men are happy just fishing for fishes. You have exploited your fellow man, and for this great crime, at trial you stand. Guilty, you bastard, you stinky butthead. No one will cry or come when you're dead, unless... You agree to my terms. <laughs> I'm the one tied up, and you have the floor. It's really up to you what terms we explore. With that, the whim snapped his fingers, which annoyed Smiley Fang as the snapping seemed to summon an old choo-choo train. A chrysomacy choo-choo, in matter of fact, gilded and gaudy, no thing did it lack. And in one of its coal cars, bound up and gagged, was a ten-year-old boy, mouth stuffed with a rag. He struggled and suffered and was scared out of his mind while the whim seemed to be having a wonderful time. He chuckled and giggled and tap danced and jigged before two trussed up victims. Man, what a prick. I'll make you an author of salvation, rich boy, and it won't even cost you the cost of a toy. Purchase a goose for this urchin, this boy. Or else I'll take this gun, and I'll shoot this boy. Now, I pause in this telling, to let reason take hold, hoping it would attach and spread like a mold. But no, you heard it yourself, dear listener, the exact same as me. This whim, this lunatic, out of his tree. You want me, spoke Smiley Fang, holding it in, To purchase a goose, or else you'll do this boy in? Yeah, that's it. I'm not being funny. Does he owe you money? Did he sleep with your wife? Did he threaten your unmentionables with a big carving knife? Did he run over your best friend, your favorite old dog? Did he maybe beat you about the brains with a log? No, answered the whim. What difference would that make? I fear you're not comprehending. Just what's at stake. No, I get it, you wish for a goose. But I believe, and I'm sorry, that your brains have come loose. Goose or gun, there's no benefit to be had. All that we can change is quite just how bad the rest of this young lad's Christmas will be. Now put down the gun and fucking untie me. How dare you speak like that to a whim such as me? And how dare you swear in front of a Cressimus tray? I serve the greater goose, and therefore am right. Bullet or goose down, what will it be tonight? Smiley Fang was silent when given this choice. Either way, all that mattered was freeing the boy. So he asked the whim, What kind of a goose is a way to distract it while fishing the smartphone out of his packet? The pants were made in Boston. He dialed police, fire, and navy as the whim went on and on how to best make goose gravy. The whim went on for minutes without being prodded while Smiley Fang loosened his ropes and unknotted. He sneaked to the boy and him also untied then whispered, run like hell. And the boy, he complied. This whim was the type who loved to hear themselves speak so he did not notice behind him. Where Smiley Fang did now sneak, and taking the chair to which he'd recently been bound, gave the whim such a crack! <laughs> it could not but astound. It still took several minutes for authorities to arrive. It's best we not go into detail about what else transpired. You might be cold as a witness, suffice it to say, so why bother ruining your Christmas day? but smiley fang had some words he wished to impart upon this whim this spirit this supernatural fart you're not helping anybody by demanding a goose a gesture that is empty is an old hangman's noose i build streets and communities and put people in houses i have made a fortune by putting money where mouth is and i would give it all up if i could do more but you You are pointless to your core. You could snap your fingers and feed whole neighborhoods, but instead you kidnap, hold hostage. And what's with the goose? These people are good and honest they work. So leave them alone, you pointless, translucent jerk. And if ever you threaten a child again... I could not hear what Smiley Fang whispered in the ear of the whim, who went all ascarreded, but it must have been a promise of immeasurable violence. For the whim, who I must reiterate was a ghost with supernatural superpowers, went to jail in silence. Now you'd think that this was the end of our tale, that tomorrow is Christmas and towards it we sail, but no, you see. The whims, they are stubborn, just like their pal is, and took Smiley Fang's defiance as a sort of a challenge. So, every year on Christmas Eve, this poor benefactor alone, they do not leave. They break and they enter, they act like pure creeps. Last year's monster, or er, model, called itself the Baron Von Sweeps. It came in the form of a Victorian chimney boy in a ratty old top hat coughing in joy, <coughs> beware foul rich man, I do not reply, <coughs> you're not fit to kebble spit in this ladle's eye, <coughs> for a rich man in heaven, ha! <coughs> that way, be news, unless you purchase for a poor man, a fine fat feathered goose. He then set about coughing his ghostly lungs out. It was icky and sticky and would totally gross you out. And in a thick puddle of his ectoplasmic leavings, the Baron von Sweeps no longer was sweeping. Oh dear, tis this the end for the Baron von Sweeps. (coughs) Oh, tis. He was dead. The whims still aren't very bright. But old Freeburg Smileyfang takes it all in stride, although Christmas is a day he no longer likes. But he still builds his streets and helps out when he can, whim or neighbor, gesture be damned. Smileyfang likes to say to groups of new hires a few words he lives by that he hopes inspires. If there is something not working, you can fix it yourself and rely not on goose or criminal elf. Make the world as you wish it to be, and not just at the time of the year when we put up a tree. So good night, true lovers, I say with a grin, whether you light the menorah or go chasing the wren, whether you fast, go to mass, or eat Chinese food, I hope that your holidays are peaceful and good. And I hope that next year we can all see each other closer and better and not is an other. The diorama's going nowhere, it's staying stuck in your ear. Happy holidays, fellow travelers. See you next year. <laughs>